welcome to the Carry On podcast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where the pastors get together, talk about what's coming up in worship this week. I'm Pastor Steve, and I'm here on the Zoom call with... I'm Pastor Brandon. And that's it. Because <laughs> people who listen, Easter folks and fans of the, of the podcast, guess what? We still have COVID. It's still a, a thing. And mm. Pastor Megan gave us permission. This is public. Uh, she tested positive and uh, pray for her. She's not super sick, but um, she's staying home. And it's Pastor Brandon and I got quarantined for the day a little bit. So we're back to the old Zoom casting, which is awesome. So if, if our sound quality is a little less than par, uh, hashtag mm -hmm. blame COVID. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Blame co and uh, yeah. And the internet and the internet. And speaking of hashtag blame somebody. No, I'm just kidding. Pastor Brandon. Uh, <laughs> we are counting down the days uh, mm -hmm. because it, we as Easter Lutheran church are in this mixed bag of emotions right now as we're super, super sad uh, that you are, you're leaving us and we're super, super glad to where you're going. So how many podcasts do you have left? Tell us a little bit about the journey. Yeah. Well, um, in total, uh, eight podcasts left, but there would be, otherwise there'd be a total of 10 podcasts left, but two of those I'll be in Tanzania and won't be tuning in for the podcast because it'll be bad. It'll be bedtime there at the time. Only like uh, a 13 hour difference. What's the time difference between Minnesota and Tanzania? Uh, it's eight hours right now. You could yeah. totally zoom in in the middle of the night from all the positive high quality Wi-Fi that they've got going across Tanzania. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and electricity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, eight podcasts. We're going to cherish every moment of them with you. Um, so here we are in this moment, and this is the only moment that we have and the only moment that counts because it's, it's mm. right now. Of course, when you're listening to this podcast, it isn't, but it is right now for you whenever you're listening to this, uh, maybe in space church in 50 years, we don't know, That's but right. It could be, <laughs> uh, this week, as we continue our series life in his name, we uh, buckle up because you might get a little whiplash because we're going to take a hard, a hard U-turn, not just the left turn. We're going to take a hard, like those stunt cars where they slam the parking brake on and spin the car 180 degrees to go backwards because we've been working through this series. We've been working through the book of Acts, some amazing stories, and then we jumped into Two weeks ago, we jumped into Paul's letter to the church in Philippi, and we spent two weeks there. Really great uh, times in that. But now, stop the bus. Turn it around. It's Pentecost on the mm -hmm. liturgical calendar. And so we're going to go all the way back to Acts chapter 2 which some people like to celebrate as the birth of the church. Mm. Oh, oh, we can argue whether it is or not, but it's kind of fun to celebrate. So, you know, pull out your birthday balloons, your, your streamers, Pastor Brandon's got his birthday hat on. Uh, not really, <laughs> but I'm sure he would. 
I would, I would happily put a hat on. Yeah. So, uh, pastor Brandon, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to ask you to read our, so our reading for this week is Acts chapter two verses one through 21. We're going to read it in two sections, but before we do pastor Brandon, can you just give us a little context? Like where are we in this story and what's, what has do you, uh, what's just happened and, um, what's going on? Yeah, this is great um, because this is right after the ascension of Jesus. So Jesus is, you know, raised from the dead, spends uh, about, we'll say about, you know, 50 days with the disciples, and then he ascends, which is kind of a weird thing to think about, but, you know, just boop, now he's gone, he's in heaven um, or, or wherever, right? And then uh, Acts 1, 8, he says, because they're pretty worried like the disciples about not having their rabbi with them anymore. But he says, uh, but you will receive power when the Holy spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So um, he's, he's kind of reminding them that, Hey, even though I am leaving, it's, it's up to you um, by the power of the Holy spirit to continue this this great work that God has done through me. So kind of passes the baton and then up to space church. Um, And now (laughs) have fun with that. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck. Um, And and now the disciples are, are all gathered together for the day of Pentecost, which I think it's worth pointing out. Um, Pentecost is a Jewish festival and uh, another great idea from the Jewish faith tradition that we took and incorporated into the Christian tradition. Yeah. What, so, <laughs> so I don't know if Pastor Steve, if it's important to tell tell everybody about what Pentecost meant for the Jewish people. Yeah, I think means. I think it is um, because what's really interesting is when you compare uh, the Gospel of John's account of the giving of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't happen this way. It doesn't happen on Pentecost. It happens in an intimate upper room and Jesus just gently breathes on the disciples and says, receive the Holy spirit, this complete opposite scene. And so the fact that Luke chooses to tell the story in the context of Pentecost, I think is important because um, a couple of things about Pentecost, um, the word Penta means 50. So it just simply means 50 days after Passover. And it's a harvest festival. And uh, Pastor Brandon, you as a farmer kid growing up, you know, harvest is a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. There's all the celebration. It's such hard work. You don't know if they're going to get a harvest. And so when you get a harvest, you want to give thanks to God. And so uh, the other piece of this is that people would come, Jewish people, but we have to remember that the Jews had been scattered throughout the Roman Empire. I mean, even before it was the Roman Empire, the, because of the waves and waves of persecution that they had experienced over the centuries, Jews had been dispersed. So they're called the diaspora, dispersed throughout the world. And these little pockets of, of Jewish people who are trying to maintain their Jewish identity, but in a cultural context that's radically different. So we've got Jews in, in Asia Minor and Syria and Greece, in, in Italy, Rome, that in Northern Africa, all of these places, they're dispersed. And so um, they would travel to, prob- many of them would come for the Passover and then stay for 50 days and do 
the Pentecost. So it was like a big deal. But some of them would just come from Pentecost. But the point is that you've got all of these people from all of these places that have come to give thanks to God. Mm-hmm. And so you've got not just the residents of Jerusalem that are about to encounter what we're about to read, but you've got representatives from at that time, what they would consider the ends of the earth. Hmm. So, so maybe we should read it now. Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, well, and I'll, I'll just do, I'll do Acts chapter two well, verses one through 13, and then we'll take a break. Yep. So it says when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. Oh, awesome. Hey, and, and apologies to whoever has to do the public reading and worship this week, because like, <laughs> this is like the worst, this is the worst nightmare for public readers. All of these uh, names that they have to try, just pronounce them however you want, do it boldly. Nobody will know. <laughs> It'll be but, great. <laughs> so Pastor Brandon, what, uh, yeah. what jumps out at you on first read here? Yeah, well, first read is... Um, well, conf- it's confused. I'm confused, right? Uh, I can't even imagine the scene. And I know artists have tried to depict it, but I just, you know, the rushing wind, tongues of fire, you know, I just can't really get a picture in my mind. And yet at the same time, what sticks out to me the most is what's happening is what Jesus promised. Um, they'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon them. And so um, here for me, especially today, we have another story where God is keeping God's promise. And, um, and I love that what, what Jesus has said, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Well, that's kind of hard to be a witness uh, to Jesus. If you don't, if you're going to visit places where you don't speak the language. And so also I, I just have this wonderful reminder that what God has asked um, God has also provided what we need to complete or to fulfill or live into that mission. Um, so also this kind of reassurance that what God is asking us to do, God will also help us along the way. Hmm. So that's first glance. <laughs> yeah, that's a good word. Fulfilled promise and provision for, um, doing the work you've been called to do that'll preach that's good stuff we can just pray this, and go this home. has been a great okay. podcast 
<laughs> Fantastic. Oh man. Uh, so, so my take on this is that um, a couple of things that jump out at me, of course, I always get distracted by words. And when I look <laughs> at, it's just so interesting to me because, you know, throughout church history, people have been, have wondered what this tongues thing is, you know, and, mm. and uh, our Pentecostal friends um, have have really lifted this up as one of the primary marks of the presence of the Holy Spirit that you're able to speak in tongues. And what does that mean? Um, but when I look at verse three and four, the word that in our, we we're reading in the new revised standard version, and it translates, it says divided tongues as of fire appeared among them and a tongue rested on each of them. And that word is glossa in Greek. Mm. And then in verse five, it says, and when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they began to speak in other languages, but, but it's the same Greek word ah. same, that they were able to speak in other tongues. And so the question I have is, so if, if it's tongues, 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 like glossa, 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 did they have a divided language above their head? Mm. Or did they have like this freaky, fiery tongue going blah, 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 yeah. flapping over their head? Yeah. And, or is it a play on words? You know, because, mm. you know, we say we speak in tongues, meaning what we really mean is we're speaking in another, in another language. So right. that's just a curious thing uh, to me. What, what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, but the second thing, so I've been reading, uh, as I've been preparing for this sermon, I've been reading uh, a commentary by, Dr. Will, Willie, uh, Willie Jennings. He's a oh. professor from Duke University, a Black Baptist, um, uh, really a great scholar. I love his work. And uh, his commentary on Acts is really, really rich. And one of the things that he points out that, that I'm captured with in this is how, um, you know, one of the debates on the scene throughout history has been what what's the real miracle here is this a miracle of speaking or is this mm. a miracle of hearing um because notice what the people say that the they are amazed that what they're hearing is this galilean fisherman mm. who is speaking in their own language now is peter is it like the un where everybody has earphones and they're hearing Peter speak in his Galilean dialect of Aramaic and they're hearing it in their native language. And that's mm. what the, the tongues is, or is Peter somehow speaking in every language at the same time? Like that would take a long time. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. If you think about how many, how long your sermons are in Guatemala, when you right. say it in English and then it gets translated into yeah. three other dialects there. And yeah. <laughs> but in, in, and so, I mean, that's just a whole thing you can get distracted on, but the thing that, that uh, Willie Jennings is pointing out is the intimacy of a native language, mm. right? Cause in, in, an, in a Roman empire or, you know, when like today, English is the trade language of the world, which someday it's probably going to be Chinese, but that's a whole nother conversation. But right now, like if you want to do global business, you really yeah. need to know how to speak English. Mm. And so people who don't want to speak English have to learn it at some level. Yeah. 
And back in those days, um, that Greek was the common language. It was even though Rome was in control, they still used Greek as the trade language. And so, but but that wasn't like what language the people probably prayed in. Mm. Because we like our home language, our native language is our heart language. Mm. And so there's this this intimate moment where suddenly these people are not hearing this oppressive trade language proclaiming the word of God, but they're hearing about this new thing that that God is doing in Jesus in their own language. Mm. I, I would, you know, that's got me thinking here, Pastor Steve, is because I'm wondering if our listeners can relate to this, maybe per, this idea that God speaks to us in a language we understand mm. um, that, and that, then that might not be English, right? I mean, that might be art, uh, mm-hmm. that, that might be um, spending time in nature and experiencing God in that way, but that God God has this amazing way because, you know, this story also reminds me, but whew, the Holy Spirit has power mm-hmm. and, and the, the Holy Spirit is going to meet us where we are um, and how we are, but also hopefully not leave us the way we are. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Hey, you know what? I just realized we haven't read the whole text yet. It keeps going. And we're running out of time. So Pastor Brandon, yeah. take us home. Read, let's read 14 through 21. You got it. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunks, as you suppose, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist." The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Boom. And that just is the opening of his sermon. (laughs) If you want to read the whole sermon, you got to read all the way through verse 36. But we definitely don't have time for that. And that's not the reading for this weekend. So, Pastor Brandon, what are Mm -hmm. your thoughts? We just got a couple minutes, but uh, this is such a huge text. Yeah, well, I think first and foremost, I, I love looking for equity in the Bible. And mm-hmm. here we have slaves, both men and women, also receive the Holy Spirit. Um, so it's not just for the elites. It's not just for, um, you know, those who think they're the in crowd. It, it transcends all different, you know, castes, which were present at the time, and languages and people. And it's this Holy Spirit is a gift for everybody. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Amen to that. That's awesome. And uh, just in, in final thoughts here, I'm going to, I'm going to actually draw this back to the first thing that you said uh, that jumped out at you is that Jesus promised something. And then this passage is the fulfillment of Jesus promise. And then the equipping uh, to fulfill the, the call. And that's what Peter is doing here. He's going all the way back to a prophet named Joel and 
scholars really don't know exactly when Joel preached this, uh, Joel's sermon, but we do know that it was uh, preached to the people of Judah. So the same geographical area that Peter is standing in, but centuries earlier, when the, the people of Judah had experienced both a great plague of locusts that devastated, you know, interesting that's on Pentecost when you're celebrating harvest, right? The locusts had wiped <laughs> out their crops and they had been devastated by an invading army. And mm. that army had taken their people uh, and enslaved them, uh, severely oppressed them. And so Joel, in the middle of his uh, sermon, uh, speaks these words. And it's a word of promise that God says, even though things seem really, really hopeless right now, uh, in the last days, God will pour out God's spirit and, and emancipate those slaves and bring equity and justice to the world. And the people of Judah have been waiting for that to be fulfilled. And so mm. Peter is declaring to them, this is the moment. Mm. And the, the Holy Spirit, because what because what you're experiencing, people, is the Holy Spirit of God being poured out in the way that we've been waiting for. So that's a pretty bold claim for a Galilean fisherman uh, to make to the people of Jerusalem. And, uh, and, he, and he ends it, he says, everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Mm. And uh, that's, a, that's a huge promise that is not just for, you know, the, the, genetically correct ones, meaning the, the people of Israel, it's not just for them. It's mm. not just for men. It's not just for the elite. It's not just for the educated. It's for everyone. Mm. And uh, that's a beautiful promise. And uh, we could go on and on. This is like the biggest, one of the biggest texts that, uh, and I got to, I got to try to come up with a, a 12 minute sermon. So, <laughs> for me on that. but um Hey, listeners of this podcast, we're so glad that you tune in every week. Uh, pray for Pastor Megan. Uh, pray for Pastor Brandon as he's uh, winding down and ramping up for his new adventure as a pediatric hospital chaplain intern and learning all of the amazing. He's going to be so great at that. And uh, pray for pray for peace in, in a world that needs it. Uh, so thanks, uh, thanks again for tuning in to the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. May the road rise up to meet you. Oh, no.